The Money Show. Small business. It was rude and uncalled for. I'm a, I apologize in advance before I get into trouble. Uh, and let's go on to small business this evening. And our small business focus, Pablo, is away. Um, and so we're going to be looking this evening at how business models are changing and how you can keep up and how that you don't get left behind. And the world of business, particularly small enterprise and the wonderful technologies that are available, all of these things that are available to us uh, that change the way in which we operate, uh, particularly Particularly, George, the screen that has frozen in front of me um, and is now making sure that I'm incapable of actually doing my job. It's, it's happening quite a lot. Could you log that, George? Could you log that and say uh, that the screen it was freezing on Wednesday night and then on Thursday night it froze again? And it was frustration, frustrating. Um, let's go on to small business this evening uh, and talk about changing business models and how make sure that you don't get left behind. Sonoba Vuba is a small business expert. She is with Perpetuate. Sonoba, good evening to you. And talk to me about business models and how's, how that affects the small business environment. I mean, most people, when they are starting out, are just desperately, I think, uh, treading water, trying to survive. Talk to me about the business models and how they're changing. Good evening, Bruce. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's an absolute pleasure. I've been laughing very dearly at all the jokes you've been making, including the rude comments about the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> you know what? I, sometimes I hope you don't get into trouble. <laughs> so the, I don't care really. Um, sometimes the only way to stay to stay sane is to find the ludicrous. I've been reading, uh, just as an aside, I, I've been reading the marvelous Karen Morn's book on the nuclear deal, and it's ruined my mm -hmm. sense of humor completely because I'm so agitated and so irritated <laughs> because it is so good, um, and I'm just the level of political ineptitude that we've had to endure as a country for as long as we have comes through so strongly in that book. And uh, uh, congratulations to her. Anyway, let's talk about what we can control, and that is business models and the way business. in which we interact with the world. It's a far more productive discussion. Indeed, indeed. And also how business can start helping to solve some of these problems that are coming about because of the ineptitude that surrounds us. So I think I really think that business models and the changes we're seeing in business models present a unique opportunity. So when we talk about what are these new business models, and dare I say it, it's business models that that small businesses can get on top of much quicker than our large corporate counterparts. Um, and there's key trends here. I think the best way to describe this is that there are seas and oceans of change that are happening. And if <laughs> How many? To How build, many seas and oceans? And I, I, won't, I, won't tweet, I won't tweet or answer that question. I will, right. I will defer to someone else I know. Um, but effectively, I think for small businesses, the real focus here is how do you build a business that takes you know, movement in the same direction as some of the trends that we're seeing. So that as the trend grows and, you know, use of technology grows, your business is growing with that trend. But then it becomes what are those trends and how do you build a business that aligns with that? And some of the key, you know, things we're seeing from a business perspective is the first one I want to talk about is the death of the five-year plan. Gone are the days where, you know, Finally. you're setting up a strategy <laughs> process and you're talking about this is what happened in the last five to 10 years and this is what we're going to achieve in the next five years. The alternative to, the, to that for businesses is having a very clear North Star on the purpose 
or and the, the purpose of existence for your business. What is the thing that you're trying to solve for? What is the thing that you're trying to change that if your business succeeds, there will be a fundamental shift in the world or in the area of impact that you're in? And that is actually the direction you're going. And it may make some A-types a bit uncomfortable, but effectively, instead of coming up with a detailed five-year plan, it's actually to allow the organization and the business and the people in your business to experiment and find ways to move towards that North Star. Very uncomfortable for people uh, who like control. North Star is the uh, mm. jargon um, that I've mm-hmm. never been subjected to, so I'm, re- I'm relieved by it, but it's already, <laughs> I'm already getting agitated. But when you say the North Star, I mean, North Star is another word for purpose and finding out what mm-hmm. you are, mm-hmm. are setting out to do. Uh, that's Agreed. quite hard if you have done uh, you know, an MBA um, and mm-hmm. um, you've got <laughs> colleagues on your ex who've done MBAs because the MBA is teaching, I'm assuming, still about the five-year plan. And now you say, no, 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 let's do purpose instead and let's have a North it's, Star. And it's terrifying. It, that that five-year plan is dead. I mean, if you had a five-year plan at the begin, at the end of 2019, how's that going for you, yeah. right? The five-year plan is dead. And I think as as organizations and as business leaders and even as entrepreneurs, I think we're trying to, we place this pressure on ourselves to have all the answers. And the reality is that things are changing so quickly at a rate that we've never seen before that you don't have the answers. And therefore, your role as business leaders and as entrepreneurs is not necessarily to have all the answers, but to chart a path where you and your business are trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work, replicate what works and scale what works. It's no longer an area where the one person has all the answers. There is no expert anymore. That's the other thing that's died. There is no expert because there's so much information and so much proliferation of data that no one single person can know it. So as an entrepreneur and as a business person, you've got to make sure you're building the team that allows you to have a collection of multidisciplinary teams and inputs and is able to use that to experiment towards your purpose, not necessarily put down a plan for five years. What do you coalesce around though? I mean, the thing is, any plan, no matter how imperfect, Mm -hmm. and I'm a big believer in plans. So we're going to have a lovely fight over this. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm so frustrated by the failure of the National Development Plan. And it was a discussion I had with Trevor Manuel when he first um, you know, developed it. And he was the cheerleader. And my goodness gracious me, he went from place to place to place to selling the National Development Plan. And Indeed. it was so good. It was so Indeed. good. But I said to him, but if nobody's going to implement it, what's the value? No, no, we must all implement Correct. it. I went, oh, hell, we're dead. Um, and, it's, and it's died a death. It still exists. It's still out there. National Planning Commission still exists, apparently. And I know this because yes, I, saw the logo, I saw the logo on my uh, vaccination certificate. <laughs> so that's how I know it exists. Um, but I, 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 this idea of purpose is critical but a little bit woolly for me. It's a little bit out gotcha. there shua for me. And I'm, and even gotcha. if you are revising your plan every six months, at least mm. you must have a plan, surely, Indeed. to coalesce Indeed. these different people around. So let's just drill into that a little bit. 
Awesome. And I think, Bruce, you're spot on there that, yes, you must still have a plan, but the notion that the plan is super long-term in nature is gone. So exactly what you described. We know what our purpose is. We know what we need to do in this particular season to move us closer to that purpose. And that particular season isn't five years. It is probably a one-year plan, a six-month plan, sometimes a three-month plan. And you're effectively checking in more frequently than you would have before to make sure that you're on the right path and make sure that the feedback you're getting is that we're making steps in the right direction towards achieving our purpose or getting closer to our purpose. So actually what's become better is we have a one-year plan. We're checking in as a management team every three months to make sure that we're ticking the priorities that we said were our priorities for that quarter and we're quickly changing path or re-steering the ship if things aren't going the way that we expected them to instead of waiting for a whole year to pass or a whole five-year period to pass. And I suppose, again, for many people who've been running businesses for, you know, 10 years and more, they're going, oh, my goodness gracious me, it's already complicated enough. And now you're asking me to keep switching direction and behaving like a lunatic. But never before has there been the ability to understand this ever-changing and rapidly evolving environment better than now in terms of, and provided you've got the correct programs and the correct analysis of the information that you're looking at, you can pretty much get information fairly quickly and fairly succinctly, I would think. Correct. I think that's another major trend, Bruce, which is we're in an era where everything is measurable and anything is knowable which is why we don't have experts anymore because there's so much information out there that you're correct that as a business leader, entrepreneur, large corporate business leader, you need to be making sure that you're drawing on the information that is available, the stuff that is knowable as part of your dashboard for how your business is performing. And that dashboard goes beyond just, you know, your revenue and your profitability, but it really is a 360 view of your business that tells you the Mm. health of your business. And you're drawing in data to get that feedback which is we're doing well we are moving towards our purpose no we've you know gone astray and this particular plan that we had in mind or pilot that we are running is not working and we need to know when to pull the plug or when to double down i want to fight with you also but we don't have time on experts the one thing i've learned from COVID 19 is that you know if we thought i think the COVID the, that the expert was dead but the expert, thank God for experts, because experts have, have, have saved us from humanity, from self-destruction. But that's a, a topic for another day, perhaps. <laughs> I te- hear te- you, Bruce. I hear te- you. Technology is astonishing. Technology is doing so mm-hmm. much of what we used to have to do in terms of like, mm-hmm. oh, I need a meeting. Okay, um, a phone call won't do, so I'm going to get into my car and I'm going to drive to an airport and I'm going to wait in a lounge and I'm going to sit there for two hours, get on an aeroplane, wait for it to park, get off, wait for my luggage, get the luggage, go to the car hire place, drive, get lost, get lost on the plane to the meeting, be two hours late, upset the person I'm going to meet and they see me three hours yep. later and then we have a discussion. Yep. Um, and the world, yes. goodness, has moved, has moved on from that. <laughs> It's astounding that it's taken us this long, um, but indeed, Bruce, and I think that it's great. Um, I think one of the good things that's come out of the pandemic is us being thrown into the deep end when it comes to embracing technology. And what it really has done is that it's accelerated some of the trends we were seeing already. If we look at kind of the trends on the proliferation of devices, the explosion of data, computing power that's available to us, 
But what we're seeing as well is that the increase in those things is driving down production costs, driving down, you know, costs of solar as a really good example on an evening with load shedding impending, you know, um, it's it's exponentially increasing adoption of, of technology, but also exponentially decreasing certain input costs for business and the business models that we run. And those that are hopping onto that technology usage and embracing the technology usage are riding the wave of that exponential adoption or riding the wave of the exponential decrease in costs, which is making some of some of their business models and products and services really difficult to compete with unless you as a business have also adopted those technologies. Uh, there's also a risk here, and it, maybe this is a topic for another day. Um, and I, I'd like mm. to, your, your final point that uh, you sent me a little earlier, talk about what makes you a disruptor rather than being disrupted. That's a whole mm. different topic. I'd like to talk about that mm. another time in more detail. Uh, but I, I also wonder, in this rapidly evolving and changing 21st century world where there is so much information that there is a risk mm. that we lose focus, that there's a risk that we go, oh my gracious me, consumers this week are drinking coffee yes. without milk. We must, yes. we must yes. make coffee products without milk. And people then change their <laughs> tastes. Or, you know, there have been trends <laughs> over time. You know, pe- people have done stupid things for, for three weeks at a time and then changed their minds. And, um, <laughs> and come back. <laughs> which is why you need experts. Um, <laughs> with, with, <laughs> I saw that one coming. <laughs> with, 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 lot, with lots of expertise over time. Uh, so there's, there is a risk in this high-paced, moving world that we keep chopping and changing and we keep revisiting our mm-hmm. plans. The five-year plan is gone, long live the three-month plan. Mm-hmm. But every three months, mm-hmm. if you're chopping and changing, I wonder if you can truly make progress. And it's a, it, it's a, a warning Agreed. Agreed. that, yes, all of the stuff that we're talking about is absolutely relevant, and you've, but you've got to be able to zoom out from it and not be responding yes. to each and every single twist and turn because yes. that will kill you. Yes, that is very true. Very true, Bruce. I think, and one of the things that most entrepreneurs focus, like, struggle with is focus, um, which sorry, really what was is that? an important focus. Focus. Oh, yes, sorry. Focus, Thank you. Gotcha. Focus, okay. focus. That's the one. I think what happens oftentimes is that we're trying to build five different businesses in one go. Uh-huh. And truly, the you know, the focus is required for entrepreneurs, which is here is the specific solution, product or service that we're trying to get out there. What is the minimum viable product that we can put out there to test in the market as soon as possible in order to test whether we have product to market fit? Because before we invest 10,000s and Lord know hours and let alone technology adoption on it, let's make sure we have something that actually is solving a need for consumers. Let's make sure we've got an audience and then let's start to fine tune that. And only once we've scaled that, do we start looking at what's the next, you know, peripheral opportunity or adjacency opportunity that we can use to grow our portfolio of revenue or our streams of income. So, thank you so much indeed. So, Vuba is uh, with Perpetuate. Thank you for joining us for our small business focus this evening. Really good insights in terms of focus and clarity. And so often you're busy building something and somebody brings in a new idea and you go, oh, yes, we must do that because it's oh yes. It's like going into a sweet shop, one of those pick and mix stores. I don't know if they still exist. Certainly in COVID, they're a bit dodge. I think it would be a little bit scary to go into a pick and mix shop. But if you're running a small business like going into a pick and mix shop with an, uh, with an unlimited budget, 
you are going to come short. Focus is important. I still think planning is important, but I agree that if you think that a five-year plan is going to see you through five years from now, you are going to lose the plot so completely within six months because the world is moving so fast. So, Norbert, thank you very much for joining us this evening. Thank you very much, Bruce. On The Money Show.